Boom. Let's do this. Another week. Mm-hmm. Down the proverbial sewer drain. Mm-hmm. But we made it to September. So hello, September. Hello, spring. We made it this far. Absolutely. Anyhow, welcome guys to another episode of Charlie and Ponyo. What's going on? That's Charlie and I'm Ponyo. Hola. Welcome and welcome back to, to our all our supporting listeners and our new listeners as well. It's always great to have your company with us. So this week we've got a few things that we would like to discuss. And first up, Charlie, what's on your mind? Oh, where do we start? It's the year 2020. We have cancel culture, which we've talked about. Misappropriation. But really, what we're talking about is appropriation of people's culture. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it all around you. Oh, yeah. It's a funny thing to behold. You see it all around, but I don't think a lot of people take notice of it. And we see it a lot, especially when it comes to the hospitality industry. Yeah. And this is an industry that I do not have a lot of experience, but I see a lot of my friends and people who I follow and look up to online. They're quite popular on the social media front and especially within the hospitality front as well. Mm-hmm. So mm. we're in 2020 and we're at the stage where there's a lot of, I guess, um, there's a lot of things that's being brought to light, um, especially when it comes to the hospitality. So, for example, when we talked about this earlier, oh. cultural appropriation, especially where you have restaurants where they have a great yeah. marketing budget, uh-huh. um, they have lots of customers, they have a waiting list, and the food that they're cooking could be um, considered as... Um, authentic Chinese or whatever it may be. They, they have this whole play on that. Mm. And what they usually have is the head chef being a non-Asian or non-brown person cooking the yeah, yeah. Uh, particular food uh-huh. or type of cuisine. Whereas the back of front of house would usually be considered, I guess, whitewash, if that's an appropriate term. And behind the scene would be more brown or Asian that's taking the back seat. And we see that a lot with celebrity chefs who are um, awarded, rewarded and Mm -hmm. promoted Mm. and um, applaud for their work within that area. Mm -hmm. So, for example, and I cannot remember the life of me, the name of this particular chef, but this particular lady who is non-Asian um, claimed to be a chef, a very well-known chef, and she recently uh, released a book on yeah. noodles and dumplings, mm. but more of the Chinese noodle and dumplings. Mm-hmm. And people are calling her out going, how can you consider yourself as a chef or an experienced person within noodles and dumpling making 
when mm. you only, because she claimed that she studied, and the facts came out that she, when she said that she studied, she was only studying for what two, three days. She went to a workshop. Oh, okay. Whereas other people have dedicated their life doing uni degrees or whatever it may be. Yeah. To perfect making and learning the history of noodles and dumplings. So, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah, funny yeah. how you see um, society, how, how they promote certain people. Mm. So, I find it hilarious. Like, for example, uh-huh. Uncle Roger. Everybody knows Uncle Roger now because he had made that particular skit of him, um, rea- his reaction. This is on YouTube. I'll put the link below. Uncle Roger, his reaction to the um, uh, a Indian chef of mm-hmm. cooking egg fried rice where she drained the rice and mm-hmm. his reaction, it went viral. That, mm. that particular... Um, YouTube went viral. I think it's got over 12 million views at the moment. And he was shocked. So he plays a persona called Uncle Roger. His real name is, I think, Nigel Lee. But his persona on, uh, one of his persona on YouTube is Uncle Roger. Uh Um, And he was just, he was not accepting that at all. Because that's not how you cook rice. And to have somebody (laughs) ruined how to cook rice taking a mickey out of it, it's just not on. And yeah. then he recently did a um, reaction video of him watching um, Jamie Oliver, another popular chef, uh-huh. cook egg fried rice. And uh-huh. Jamie Oliver, which I think is a, a, a decent chef, mm. he was putting jam in egg fried rice. And mm. that's the thing. I mean, how can he get away with that? putting jam in egg fried rice. You don't put jam in egg fried rice. And that's the thing. It's okay for the white person to do that. Oh, It's okay for the non-Asian person to put anything they want in it because they'll get away with it. Well, I'll play devil's advocate. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, but there is a, there, there's a fine line between cultural appropriation and paying homage or homage. Mm. Like, the, I, I think... What was it? Earlier this week, earlier late last week, Adele uh, mm. posted a picture of um, of her going to a a party, a festival mm-hmm. in um, is it Camden? Is it Camden Festival? Some yeah. festival. and he in was... the UK, she was wearing um, a Jamaican mm-hmm. uh, bikini with the flag, um, and she had her hair in like the native style of um, of like. Jamaica people mm. and people were saying that's cultural appropriation. Mm. But where did you? I mean, where do you draw, where the, do you draw line? the line? Because mm. she was like, oh, it's a Notting Hill Carnival, Notting Hill Festival, mm. and um, like, is that where the line is, or is it where? Is it with Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder where he? Mm plays a black person playing a white person playing uh, Australian. Mm. It's just like, or like is, is cultural appropriation like Disney putting a whole bunch of white executives on to work for 
Black Panther to sell a movie about black people and black culture to black people so that Disney can... You well, know I don't what know what cultural appropriation means you know, these days because there's I so do. many levels of... I actually do. Uh, there's, there's homage and then there's, there's cultural appropriation, but it's a fine line to walk. I don't, I don't know the answer. Now that. that you've said... Now that you've worded like that, I know what it is. It ultimately comes down to... Mm. Cultural appropriation comes down to money. It's a business. It is a yeah. business when you think about it. So, for example, Black Panther... When it comes to these mm. celebrity chefs, it's all about how many views, how much money, how much dollar they can put but, into the bank account. Well, that's true. But, but and with that being said, it, it's, that's why it's called show business, not, not show appropriate friends. Business. Like, and just have a good time on TVs and movies and stuff. It's show business. It's a business. Mm. It's, it's a place for people's work. But I think cultural... Op- Appropriation, it goes... So with, with all that being said, with I just said, I haven't finished, give me one more minute. Um, cultural appropriation can sometimes work the opposite and work in a good way. And the, the, one of the examples would be... So, so Elvis hmm? took the blues from hmm. the black blues singers back in the 20s and he culturally... Elvis technically culturally appropriated the blues and then refed it back. To, to mainstream white America who, who loved it. And then from that gave birth to like rock and roll and it made a whole new sub-genre of grunge and rock mm. metal death, it, it, that, that was not necessarily, necessarily there. So I, I don't know. Sometimes cultural appreciation can... Not cultural appreciation. Um, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> but can, it can go... I could, I could go both ways. Of course. Sometimes. But of most course. of the times it goes completely the other way. Pear I don't shape. know. That's my thoughts. But it's, it's, a, it's a cultural appropriation is a big... Oh, yeah. Two words. Oh, yeah. It's massive. And it covers a lot of areas, not just with music, not just with hospitality, but there's so many areas as well. But you could say that for, like, invading countries when... Mm-hmm. So, like, when the France came into Vietnam mm-hmm. or, you know... Germany into well without that without Argentina the French, or something without the French invading Vietnam I don't think we would have the famous bun mi which is the Vietnamese baguette for the bread that, that's what I mean where cultural appropriation sometimes sh- mutates something yes. positive out of it of course. and there's a whole bunch of different things that come out the other end but there's usually a lot of pain that goes in between both exactly. of those two things exactly but, I mean I hear what you're saying I was we don't, you don't have to agree with me. It's just <laughs> something that I've been, I guess, I'm, full, I'm not 100% knowledgeable around this area and I'm still educating myself. And I think that's the bottom line is we're constantly learning and mm, educating yeah. each other. Yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. I'm not saying that what I'm saying is right or my view is correct and your view is wrong. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. I'm saying is that as long as we're communicating with each other and to all our dear listeners, it's about educating each other. Yeah. And keeping it transparent. I think if we have an open dialogue... It goes a long way to be able to um, talk about anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh So that's just what I'm coming... Where I'm coming from, Charlie. (laughs) 
Too deep? No, it's a bit pretty deep. But that was all we were talking about before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's our normal conversation at home. Yeah, no, Dear I listeners, like, I like it. if you think this is deep, this is nothing. This is only, what, 25 minutes that you hear from Charlie and Ponyo. We're like this 24 <laughs> 7. Uh, and I'm tired just talking. Ugh, yawn. <laughs> Anyhow, moving along. Shall we do a movie review or? Yeah. What, uh, yes. So what did we thank just watch? you, Charlie, for purchasing Mulan. Um, $35. Oh, is that how much it cost me? Yeah, yeah, on Disney. Thank you. Mm, um, firstly, I want to say it's yep. great being able to watch. I guess oh, we've mentioned this before. This is a new norm. This is how we're going to be the, going to the movies from now on, most likely we get to watch the premiere of Mulan instead of going to first class or the cinemas, we yep. get to watch it in the comfort of our own home, which I'm mm. not complaining because mm. the beauty of that, we can stop, have intervals, whatever it may be. Uh-huh. I like that. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to eat some popcorn. Yeah. Go take a poo. Yeah. You I can go smoke a cigarette. I don't smoke. <laughs> Anyhow, um, but yes, so, the movie is the, um, I yeah. guess, the human lifelike, life, live life, action, live action of the Disney cartoon Mulan that was, I believe, released in 1998. Was it? I think so. Jeez, 22 years ago. Oh, look at you. Shh, quick maths. Quick maths. Wow. And um, casting, as we all know the story. Mm. Um, the casting, the beautiful costumes, storyline so was... The choreography, the choreography. Yes, the storyline, I guess, I don't remember the cartoon version, uh-huh. but the storyline is quite accurate, where they're going to war, yep. each family member would need to have a male to be part of the army. Mm. In this particular case for Mulan's family, there's no boys except for the father, but the father is quite ill Mm. or unwell to fight. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want her father to fight, so she runs away with the sword and his armor and pretends to be a boy. Yeah. So many questions with that, but anyhow. So many questions. (laughs) So many questions. so she pretends to be a boy and get away with it. And she uses her inner chi to really, um, I guess... Kick ass. Kick ass. Kick the Mongols' ass. Yeah. And she, yeah, she gets honoured by the king, the royalty by the end of it for saving his life and yeah. saving the kingdom. Um, I loved it. I thought it was worth every dollar. Yeah. Um, I know <laughs> your initial thoughts... Or reaction was not positive. Who, who, who me? Yeah. Until, until until today. I think you slept on it and go, yeah, actually it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Hey, this is your this is your part of the review. You gotta tell me what you think. You I loved me. it. I had a tear at the end. I know that a lot of other people were crying a lot. Um, based on their feedback, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the you fact that up as well. Oh yeah, I I love the fact for a number of reasons. It made me so proud to watch yellow people on the screen. 
It no, it honestly does because beside uh, crazy rich Asians, the Joy Luck Club, we're 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 getting a lot more attraction. So it's great. I loved it. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of Asian movies out there. That's true. That gets made. That's true. But yes, I really enjoyed Mulan. Mm. So what do you give it out of five? I want to give it uh, a three and three quarters. Oh, three and three quarters. Yes. It's quite low. No. I sort of I think I was. I think I was previously. I was too easy with my stars. Uh-huh. Now I need to be a bit more strategic oh, you, with you it. Can't, you can't be. What are we? Episode ninety plus deep, and then start changing your review okay, style. Okay, fine. I'll give it four. Oh, so that's where it's at. See. Yep. But then they don't have to extra minute to get out of her. Um. Oh, can I just also mention, I love the little mm-hmm. homage at the end where the original Mulan, the voice of Mulan for the cartoon, she appeared. Oh, she did a little cameo. I think I cannot remember her name. Ming. Ming something. Ming Ni Na something. Anyhow, she made a cameo and I thought that was just so beautiful. I'm like, yes, love that. <laughs> love it. I, um, yeah, I did sleep on it and um, thought about it. Um, I liked the start where the Disney logo came on and the castle was the, the Asian version of the castle at, yes. at, at Disneyland in Shanghai or wherever it is. I didn't realise that. Um, and then I liked it when the credits rolled at the end. Oh, God. <laughs> so you didn't like anything in between? No, I, li- I liked it. Um, it was probably better than a lot of the other Disney movies. It was better than Beauty and the Beast. It's probably better than Lion King. So my question it was is definitely it was probably on par with like Aladdin. So my question, out of all those Disney that's been um, uh, created live action, which one's your favorite? I know which one's my favorite. Um, what's yours? Oh, do you want me to tell you? Yeah. The Jungle Book. Was that, that? Yeah, that was Disney, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Loved it. Um, favorite. Out of the live action. Oh, mm. no. Not a fan of any of them. They're all <gasps> be all the same, same sort of level. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm, I'm an '80s kid, so I grew up on Goonie. Little Mermaid, mm. Lion King. So you like you prefer you prefer the their cartoon. cartoons. Mm. So it was always just one of those things where it was. It's it's nice that they make them live action. Mm. Um, but this one didn't have any songs. You, you're a musical fan. Oh, is, yeah, I'm a, I like, I like You're a gangster musical. that likes a bit of musical. Listen to a bit of Nas and I'll listen to a bit of musicals. So you it's one of my favourite movies, that one with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. La La Land. Yes. Mm. It's, a little, it's the movie that made me cry. <laughs> sure did. Um, I like a good musical. Moulin Rouge. Mm. Romeo and Juliet. Mm. Even that's not a musical. They Miz. Mm. Actually, not the movie. The movie sucked balls. You prefer the Broadway? Yeah, Broadway. Mm. I didn't get to see that. Um, Mendes, Mendes Seyfried, Siegfried in mm. Les Mis. Apparently, <laughs> Hamilton, they're releasing that um, in um, New South Wales Broad, uh, Broadway show next year. I don't know how that's going to go with COVID. But Actually, my favourite my favorite Disney live action would be Lion King out of all of them if I had to really? pile them up in because a Because that didn't get a lot of... Good um, Revi- reviews. Well, I know, mean? I know, I get it, I get it. It's critics, critics are assholes. Mm. Um, 
People that look listen to critics are people that are too lazy to make a form an opinion themselves. I always mm. say, it's like why read a book review instead of just reading the book yourself, or why read a TV show review when you can watch the TV show yourself and so, the same thing with a movie. Well, they we could say the same thing of listeners, our dear listeners listening to us because we're giving you a review. Yeah, that's true. Say <laughs> <laughs> for yourself. Please. Please don't stop listening to us. No. <laughs> but that's, a, that's a beautiful thing about free will. That was going to be my topic. That was, uh, so I, um, I gave it uh, 2.7 stars. Oh, that's, that's, that's more than a pass. Just because it, it looked nice. Um, that's the beautiful thing about free will. That's what that's the topic that I was going to talk about. Well, you have the right to express what you think of the movie, honey. I do. There you go. People have the... The, I wouldn't say God-given right because, but people have the right to think and feel and talk and do and say what they want. But at the end of the day, they have to be held. You have to be held accountable for your of actions. Of course, absolutely. And what you, not not what you say, but what your actions are, because um, you know, word speaks louder. Actions. Actions speak louder. Speaks louder. <laughs> the, the oh words. my God. <laughs> Clear, clearly, <laughs> I need to go to sleep now. Uh, sleep when you're Dead. COVID free. <laughs> but yeah, free will. It's a beautiful thing. Don't waste it. The choice is yours. You know, if you live every day mm -hmm. and think you're living the same life and then all of a sudden you turn around and your life's whole different. Oh God, that's deep. Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> be good. You that uh, you've got free will. Um, but yeah, on that note. Take care, guys. See you next week.